Howdy, howdy. So I want to talk for a minute about what is happening with the Daily Dane, where we are and where we're going. So if you're just now hearing this, then don't worry. It's not going to matter. If you've been with us for a little while, uh, then you know that we started out talking about naturopathic medicine and, and kind of methodically and very literally going through, you know, a broad definition of naturopathic medicine and what exactly that is and what uh, what is involved as far as the kind of tenets and principles and things. And then we got hit like the rest of the world did by the coronavirus pandemic. And that kind of changed everything. I, I spent several episodes just going into a deep dive of what was going on uh, more or less day to day. And then had, you know, three guests on, four guests on uh, to talk about it. And then there's kind of been a lull since. So I wanted to address that. Uh, As I've said before, I'm a full-time medical student. And I have a lot of things that I'm trying to build, design, create behind the scenes on top of a, you know, full-loaded medical school. And so that eats up, you know, 110% of my time. I was on a friend of mine's podcast uh, a week or so ago, and he asked, you know, what was going on with the name, The Daily Dane. And he actually was very supportive when I told him that, you know, it's not daily. It hasn't been daily for a long time, uh, really, since almost the beginning and he said, well, that's okay, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you can spin that a bunch of different ways. It's, it's, it's daily thoughts. It's a consensus of days gone by since the last episode. Um, you know, it, it's the daily date on the days that you want to do it. Um, you know, whatever, but it's always bothered me that it hasn't been daily. And to some extent I have come to the hard realization that, that's not really feasible right now. It might be feasible at some point in the future. It it certainly has not been so far. And frankly, with everything that I've got going on, even though we're working from home and there's no travel involved, it's, it's just not a realistic expectation or goal as of, you know, what's going on in this quarter of medical school, at least. And frankly, I don't see that changing at least until maybe sometime in the summer or in the fall or maybe this time next year. Without rambling on, I have been going back and forth uh, with, with where I want to take this. And I want to go back to something that I said when I very first put out this podcast. The Daily Dane was never supposed to be something that was that was supposed to be this glamorous, polished, you know, going for the the top 150 podcast kind of thing. This was supposed to be something where I came on and said, hey, I've been thinking about this, or hey, uh, it would take too long to write a Facebook post about this or an Instagram post, so I'm just going to throw it out on here. That was the the purpose and the intention of it. Along with, it's something that I want to experiment with. I I want to use audio. I want to use podcasting. I want to, you know, use every platform that I can that is that is you know worth my time to put into it when I am a physician in a couple years, 
and podcasting was something that I had not experimented with. And I've done that now. I, I haven't done it much with guests, but I've done a good bit of work um, toying with it as, you know, a solo caster. I, I'm not even sure if that's the correct term, but we're going to go with it. So with that all being said, I, I tell you to set it up for this. The Daily Dane is going to go back uh, to, you know, at least for what it was intended to for now. I'm still going to talk about COVID-19. I'm, I'm still going to address what's going on uh, to where I think it's relevant uh, to me as a medical student and you as a listener. But it, it's not going to be uh, this this thing where I'm going to provide you know all the references. Uh, certainly, if you want them, feel free to ask for them. I will always be willing to share the sources of where I found things or, or what started a fault, as long as they're still available online. Uh, obviously, I can't can't help it if somebody retracts their own stuff, but. Uh, you know, I think what I'm going to do just in the interest of, of time and, and everybody else's sanity, because there's so much information and text out there, um, I'm easily and quickly becoming a fan of the minimalistic approach and so many things, uh, and the podcast is one of them. So uh, we're going back, you know, it's going to be as quality as I can within the time constraint that I've given myself uh, every little while to, to schedule this. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to have some soft music playing in the background, uh, because that's something that a lot of people, uh, not all, but most people have said that they appreciate. So that'll still be there. Uh, but there's not going to be a, a lot of fluff at all going forward. And I, honestly, I, I haven't gotten uh, a lot of backlash on that in the episodes that I have thrown up that haven't been, you know, super high quality. Um, I, I to my standards, I don't think any of them are, but I hope that point comes across the way I want it to. Um, so, yeah, the the other big news that I keep alluding to and have not yet really come out and say is uh, I am working with a team behind the scenes that is slowly but surely coming together to create a another podcast, a podcast that is uh, somewhat polished, at least it's polished uh, relative to this. It's not something that's just going to be recorded on uh, my phone without really any type of equipment. Um, And while Anchor is possibly still going to be the hosting platform, um, it's definitely not going to be the only software we use for it. And so that podcast is something that is still being worked out as far as all of the technicalities and the details and when it's going to launch and how frequent it's going to be and how long we think the episodes are going to be. Like, we're really just getting started in the design stage of it, but the fault is there and the team is being formed to bring that to you. So if you have any thoughts on that, then it's something that I would love to hear your feedback on uh, positive or negative because there's so many questions that we're trying to answer with it. Uh, While I'm on here and have your attention uh, as far as what is going on uh, with the coronavirus uh, in in my perspective, uh, there's starting to be some outcries from uh, doctors and physicians and other people saying, uh, you know, what the hell are we doing? We need to go back to work. Uh, there is a 
somewhat viral video that's going around of two ER physicians that own an urgent care, I believe in Florida, uh, that I watched not very long before recording this, probably in the last hour or so, uh, that are kind of saying, we need to get back to what we were doing. This is ridiculous. And it is a little different when ER physicians are saying that. And you may be asking, does this change my mind on things? I would say that I am more or less middle of the road, and I would like to think that I have been more or less. I'm sure that depends on whose perspective you're coming from. But this is the take-home message. So if you've seen that video, um, you know, if you haven't seen it, just, just look up. I think it's called, like, ER Physician Drops Bombs on COVID or, or something around that. Um, but, it, I mean, it's it's pretty prominent. If you look around Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, like, it, it's pretty easily found. Um, this is... This is my take as of April 26th at 9.00-something at night, uh, 9.06. I think that we're, you know, at at least from my standpoint and a lot of public health uh, officials' standpoint, healthcare standpoint, uh, this thing is very real. Um, You know, this is one video, and I'm sure there's other doctors out there like them, but there's also a lot more um, doctors and nurses that are putting out, you know, hundreds of, or thousands of pieces of content saying, this is very real, please stay home, please don't downplay this, please don't blow this off, and while I think that what the CR doctor and his partner are saying is, is something that we need to take into account, that we need to consider, I think we also need to put it in the context of their one, one, you know, group, there are two people that own a business saying we've tested a bunch of people and, and the death rate's not that high. Uh, in the contrast of people that are working in the ICUs and the hospitals that are saying this is unlike anything I have ever seen before in my entire life or career, do I think that we're going to end up going back to work in the next couple months? Um, I think that we are going to see uh, people get bored with social distancing um, far more than they already are, and they're going to start to push the boundaries of that uh, regardless. Um, I I think that also we're going to start to see, you know, depending on, I said this in the last episode, depending on what happens with the states that are reopening. So Georgia went, you know, full on to hell with this. We're going to start putting people back out there more or less uh to what tennessee is putting out which i i saw someone post and from the infographic that tennessee put out they're taking a pretty logical approach to say you know we're gonna let restaurants open back up at 50 percent capacity and then you know a phase after that uh we're gonna do it at 75 percent capacity and then after that like we're gonna start to reopen gyms and and you know retail stores at a certain capacity and that that seems like a a logical approach. I I don't know enough. I admittedly have not been able to keep up enough in the past you know several days to say whether I think it is too soon or it is far past when that's due. I haven't looked at the statistics specifically for Tennessee before recording this, so you know I can't speak uh, knowledgeably to what I think 
they're doing as far as timeline goes, but I think that it is a reasonable approach as to looking to see if it's feasible to open things back up. The last thing that I'll address here, because I want to keep this somewhat short, is the antibody test that came out of New York a few days ago. So uh, Governor Cuomo, uh, you know, came out and said we did a study, I think it was of 3,000 people, and, you know, it was, what, 18%? I may have this wrong. should have looked at this, but I think it was, you know, give or take, it was 18% or 20 or 30%, somewhere, you know, around there. Uh, you know, it was more than 5% and far less than 50 that tested uh, positive for the antibodies. And so a lot of people are up in arms saying, oh, my God, you know, a, a lot of us have antibodies. What in the hell are we doing? We need to get back to work and get back on our lives. And I think it's important, I, I, as I've said many times before, you know, obviously we're paying a price with with the economy. We're paying a price with our kids' memories of, you know, their senior year of high school and their proms and their graduations are being taken from them at the hope of saving human lives. And so I I don't regret us going on to, you know, quote-unquote lockdown. I think what we're doing is far from lockdown, but I don't regret us as doing this. I don't regret us trying to flatten the curve. Do I think that this is a game changer, this antibodies test study that they did? Um, I want to remind you here that the sensitivity and specificity is pretty crappy for these tests. And so, you know, this 18%, uh, even if we have a 95% confidence interval without going off into nerd land, that doesn't mean a whole lot. That means we tested some people and they have some antibodies. 3,000 people is a pretty good size of a study. It's not great, especially not for somewhere as huge as New York, um, but it's okay. You know, it's, it's better than testing 10 people or, or 100 people. You know, it, it's a decent data set. The, the question is how accurate and precise is that test? You know, how many people tested negative that actually are positive for the antibodies, how many people are positive for antibodies that actually tested negative, and uh, what type of immunity is this kind of inferred? Is this, you know, does this infer lifelong immunity? Is this a year immunity? Like, what are we risking as far as saying they have these antibodies? Is it possible that they have antibodies, but they are still able to shed virus? Um, And really, the, the biggest question, too, is okay so some people have antibodies that infer herd immunity no um from what i know of immunology 18 percent is a hell of a long way from herd immunity um so you know for the people that are shouting we don't need a vaccine anymore we can go back to work Eh, the antibody study means that we are headed somewhere in a good direction you know 18 percent is a heck of a lot better than two or three percent, but it's a very different story than if we had tested 3,000 people and 85 percent of them had antibodies. And so, this brings me back to you know, full circle the whole thing with this. I, I wrote an Instagram post today, you know, basically, here's my tips. People have been asking how to get through this, and I, I laid out some very basic non medical advice 
sort of tips to here's here's my thoughts you know after seeing this go on for a while but the last one of those points was to live in the now data wise you know i think we have to view everything and this is not just with covid this is with everything in in medicine and especially really in life but especially in things like medicine you know economics finance we need high good quality data and we need a lot of it to say what's really going on here what's the big picture like when we get a test when we get a study when we get a clinical trial we always have to say what is this actually telling us how much can we say this infers how much does this translate to other things what does this actually tell us not only on the surface but when we analyze the numbers certain ways we don't pencil whip them we do our very best to minimize bias and we take account of the bias that we know we can't get rid of so I think that this antibody study was something that is helpful. It, I mean, it's a piece of data, so obviously it's helpful that way. Um, but it's also helpful to show like we are we are seeing antibodies in a somewhat small part of the population. What does that mean? It means the same thing that it meant before the study comes out or came out. It, it means that we mean, need more data. So that's gonna do it for this one. Um, We'll see how this format turns out, and I will see if I get any reactions uh, or feedback on the new podcast uh, that we're working on. Anyway, uh, it's Sunday night here. I'm going to get ready for the week, and um, yeah, I'll see you in the next one, fam.